This is Sai Wenji, and you have the great honor of listening to Lord Bish on the Get a Life podcast. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to the Get a Life podcast.、Um, I don't know what episode this is, and frankly, I don't care what episode this is. I kind of lost count. So,、um, last episode we had、um, Zombie Desu 13 to talk about Vocaloid, which was. Kind of weird in the sense that this is a gaming podcast, but it was an awesome episode, nevertheless.、Um, and the episode before that, we had、uh, Keiji Tang, who's an awesome guy. Anyway, so this episode, people be like, oh, Bish, who the hell's he got this time?、Hmm. So, let me、know. jump in! You got Aaron Fitzgerald! Hello! If you don't know who I am, I am the voices of、uh, m a y h a n k and Naz from a television series called Ed Ed and Eddie on Cartoon Network. But you can also hear me in games such as League of Legends, Skullgirls, Persona series, Dynasty Warriors series, Dragon Dogma,、uh, Eternal Sonata. Recently,、um, Last of Us. Just came out, and that was talking about zombies. I got to play the infected in that, so yeah, I get around a little. Nice to be here. Well, it's lovely to have you here. So, yeah, so you guys can't really say, Oh, Bish, you don't give us any good people. I got you a legend. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, game on. What we're going to be talking about is Ed, Ed and Eddie, the awesome show that it is, Dynasty Warriors, of course, and Skullgirls. Skullgirls, right, because I am in that. Yeah. Just、yeah. because people don't really know what Skullgirls is, can you explain it? Yeah, it is a badass fighting game with amazing 2D animation and all currently all female badass characters. But there will be some guy characters joining the fray soon enough. Are you allowed to say that? Yeah, because the entire Skullgirls community voted on who was going to be the next character. So yeah, they all know. Oh, okay. Now I just feel like a jackass. Not、that. at all.、Because、How would you know? You wouldn't know. I don't know. If you didn't vote, you would know. That, that seems fair. Now I seem、yeah. kind of. I just, I just call myself a jackass live on air. That's just weird. That is a little strange. I, I don't let's, know. Let's just back. We'll just pretend everyone who's listening, we just deleted it. It no, has been no, deleted. No, 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 no. It, it won't be deleted. People love that kind of <laughs> stuff. Well, I don't think you're a jackass.、Oh, thank you. I think you're very lucky. I'm just putting that out there. Guys, if you think I'm a jackass. Just tell me. That's, that's fine. <laughs> nice. We were talking about Skullgirls, weren't we? we that we were last,、yeah. but you can change the subject. We can jump around if you like. I'm, I'm excellent at that. Can can... Explain more of it, because I called myself a jackass like halfway through. Well, I play a character named Paradol, and she is the princess of Canopy Kingdom, and she is fighting、um, to save her. her... Her kingdom from the Skullgirls. And, and there's some amazingly badass women that are kind of messed up. Like, my favorite characters to play, because it is a game that I do play,、um, I like playing as Valentine.、Uh, she is the kind of twisted nurse.、Uh, Pain Wheel is always hard to listen to. Dan- Danielle McRae plays. Uh, the, does the voice for Pain Wheel, and that, that's the character that Valentine the nurse kind of like sewed up and made into the monster she is. It's really twisted. I love it. The storyline is kind of fun and exciting. I have to say, I really do like Pain Wheel. Do you? That's yeah, awesome. You know, it's, it's not just the character, the, the character design for her is awesome. I have to say, the, the whole idea and the kind of 
weird thing she has on her back. Kind of reminds yeah. me of um, a pinwheel. I'm guessing that was the joke they made there. Duh. But yeah, it's it's her story is very tragic. So desperately tragic. So tragic. Yeah, absolutely. And I also really love, um, although I can't stand playing against her as Parasol, but because <laughs> she always wins, but Peacock. I love that like mm. reference to every single old animated everything that Peacock brings to the table. Is she such a tribute? to animation and animation styles over the you know the decades she's kind of i love i love the fun that fun aspect of that that character brings i also heard that kg was involved with skullgirls but i didn't really yes, i couldn't really find my, out who he was yeah he's one of my egrets he uh my egrets my egrets however i don't even know how i pronounce it anymore but yeah, he he's he was in it. He's in it. And I was with KG live um, when we streamed him getting his Skullgirls tattoo that he has. I held the camera while we videotaped him getting a Skullgirls tattoo because he ta he puts on body. He has tattoos of all the games he's worked in. Yeah. Say, so would would you be willing to do that kind of thing? I do have tattoos already. I don't think I would tattoo my resume on my body. No, but there, like, there's some things like I, I a Skullgirls tattoo. I could get talked into a Skullgirls tattoo, a little parasol or something like that. Mm. That is, they're games that I have a tremendous amount of love for. That my heart gets involved in because of something happened during the process of recording it that um, endeared it to me. Usually, it, but that's not every game. As you can, if you ever go to my website and look at my credit it's a long list of games and i still have like a good 16 games to release in the next two years that i that i've been working on so i can't be in love with all of them but the ones that i do fall in love with it's possible i, I could have it permanently inked on my body what about for dynasty warriors you know what i love Sai wendy's design I think she's stunning with the moon and the, it, it, I think there is something very spiritual about her design that I that really catches my eye and I've, some of the fan art that I've seen as Iwenji has really blown me away. She is gorgeous in my opinion, mm. but I'm a little biased. <laughs> So, other than Saiwenji, who do you think is another cool character in Dynasty Warriors? Well, I really like, I can't remember, he's a real bad guy. Uh, um, I, I'm not going to remember his name. I think it's Dong Zhuo. Yeah. I'm not very good with Chinese names, even though I watch a lot of Kung Fu movies. Um, but it, it, is that the guy who's voiced by Richard Epcar? Yep. I love that character. I got to watch Richard record some of that, and I was like, you are that. So then that's the, you know, that's the bad guy. That, that's my arch nemesis right there he mm. he's kind of awesome I, I really like evil characters like I'm always going to like the wicked witch in a series or you know I, I tend tend to find a lot of love for those characters even though I don't play a lot of them it's the thing is when you said Dong Zhuo I was like whoa that's a bit weird because a lot of people don't really like Dong Zhuo and the reason is well, he's, he's a bad guy and he's mean he, and he yeah, yeah. I, but he's he he's like super mean like yeah he's really awful First of Which all, he's, he's like a pervert. Like, yeah, he's totally dark. Yeah. Totally. And therefore, somebody needs to give him love. And that person is me. You're just like the only person that likes Dong Zhuo. Yes. 
Yes, I am, probably. But that's because I'm, you know, again, I have a very strange perspective. Mm. Getting to watch Richard Epcar play that character is, he, he's, that, I mean, he's amazing. He's amazing at what he does. Yeah, he is. Although there, there was a lot of speculation regarding uh, Richard Epcar oh. recently. You know, I don't know if you know this or not, but he kind of said things that he wasn't supposed to say before um, even Dynasty Warriors 8 was announced overseas. Oh, yeah. no. So he, 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 I think you pretty much said, I'm the voice of Dong Zhuo in Dynasty Warriors 8, even before it was announced. So, yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm pretty sure I saw that post. Mm. I remember when that happened because we were working on it at that time. Yeah. And we, we, if sometimes the hard thing with our job is with, especially with series that are, uh, you know, coming out, coming out, coming out, like the Persona, the Persona 4 series, they were really good at letting me know when I could talk about it, that type of stuff. And, if we're work, Atlas is a different company, and they're pretty good with that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but the the people for Dynasty Warriors didn't specifically say, "Hey, it's not being announced." So that he didn't know because it was posted everywhere. People knew about it, and when people know about it, it t it's very easy when you're as busy a voice actor as Richard is to to assume or to have made the mistake. It's such an easy slip up to make when you work on as many projects as you work on as him. That that oh that's just a heartbreaker. I felt for, for that moment I was like, oh dude, oh you didn't. It slipped past the sensor. What are you uh, gonna do? You know, we we all make mistakes, and and in the end, you know, I don't think it was really a big deal because when I saw it, I was like, no way, it's coming overseas. I was I was more excited than angry. So right, you know, right. But it is you know part of our NDAs is to not give away stuff like that, mm. and it can get really hard. And it's also hard when fans know so much about it that it feels like it's been announced here. You know what I mean? Like, there are some situations where, like, so, have you heard this? It's like, oh, is it out? We don't know. Because we're not given. The, the game companies do not actually contact us to let us know, hey, by the way, you can talk about it now. It, that would be amazing if they did that. Then we would know not to talk about it until we got that official email that said, now you can talk about it. But they don't give you an official email so you a lot of time can go by and think okay it, now can I talk there's nobody around to tell you whether you can or you can't it's a tough it, it can get tough to keep track of yeah especially with, with I have it all written down actually especially with Tecmoco because I do understand that you are recording within uh, the United States for that for In that Los project Angeles. yeah so and there isn't really someone from Tecmoco like a community manager in America that can kind of give you that information or anything like that and I don't think they were actually given that information information because I do talk to Chin because it's pretty much only in Japan they the big bosses in Japan they're the ones that know and you know when when they feel that yeah we should tell our other places in in Europe and in in America then they will know because sometimes they don't even know like sometimes in absolutely at Tecmo Europe he doesn't know everything regarding the games until Japan sends him something to say yeah, this is it. It, it, can't, it has to be tremendously difficult to be involved with any title that's international. Mm. You know, when something's being released over multiple continents, I don't know how all of that gets, you know, kept track of and, and how you keep NDAs in place. I mean, it's next to impossible. Always, There's always going to be somebody who blows it somewhere because it, that's too many people involved in a project for somebody not to slip up somewhere. Hmm, but I have to say, they to kind of keep this kind of thing under wraps, they did do a lot of hard work for that. Well, they, as all companies do, as Mattel, Atlas, uh, Square Enix, all of those big companies that have huge titles, you know, that I've gotten to work for, they they go at you know they they go above and beyond and keep everything under wraps. But 
every once in a while something slips because it depends on what continents it's on and when is somebody mis some company mistook the announced date or it's all it takes is just one little mistake somewhere on a piece of paper or email for things to you know slip out and they always seem to slip out because I don't understand how fans get some of the information they get I don't I'm like how did you find and I, you know, things that I can't even comment on. How did you find that out? What kind of hacking skills do you have? Well, <laughs> you know, you know some people, sometimes they assume. And then, you know, they ask certain people. And, you know, obviously some people say, I can neither confirm nor deny. And then people's like, oh, well, he's not, he's not denying. So that means it must be true. You see what I mean? So people uh, tend to assume things uh, and then they... And say no. Yeah. So it's like, for instance, when um, people are asking KG, oh, are you, are you Suma Zhao in Dynasty Warriors 8? KG kept his cool. He was like, can't confirm nor deny. And people just took that as, yeah, he's Suma Zhao in Dynasty Warriors 8. See, I like to answer with, I hope so. Meaning, <laughs> you know, like that kind of answer, like, because mm. most of the time I don't know. I'll know that the title is coming out with something next, but I don't know if I'm in it. Not till the day they call me a chord. So I'm always just hoping that I get to be in the next part of of a of a series or a, you know what I mean? I'm mm. so that's either that's not a yes or a no. That's just a, I hope I get to work on it if it comes here. But the thing is, answers like that and answers like Cage's answer, they're amazing answers and things, but. The fans don't like to hear that because it's not a definite. Well, because we don't have a definite. You, how do you think it is for us who plays a character from game after game or show after show from anime series to a game from a game to an anime series? And you don't know. You see, like right now, um, I'm in a game called Hyperdimension Neptunia, which has blown up and gotten really, really popular. And they're making an anime of that. I have no idea if they will keep me on from the game to the anime. I have no idea where they're going to record the anime because it all depends on all of those decisions and i won't know till the very very last minute if they even you know localize it who knows and that drives me crazy because <laughs> i hate to think somebody else you know takes over the role of a character that i'm still happy to play you know what i mean that's a heartbreaker when that stuff happens i see what you mean because you know that's actually happened a, a before within dynasty warriors i think you know when there's yeah. some there's some characters that they've been there for ages some voice actors been voicing characters since dynasty warriors 4 and then other other voice actors come in and take over their role you know i don't know how they would feel about it i'm guessing um that you guys that work on dynasty warriors voice acting and things like that i'm guessing you guys are all cool with that it all depends because sometimes they change um the, the, uh, like a game will go with one production house one recording studio that's recording and then they'll switch recording studios for who knows what reason depending maybe somebody within the, their company changed uh you know somebody fired somebody got hired and then so they changed studios and then the new studio doesn't know the talent that was in the old game they're they don't have no contact information for the for the people who were in the old game so they call the people they know to revoice it could be that it could, th those kinds of things go on all the time in Los Angeles because it could have come where one game was, you know, being recorded in Vancouver and then all of a sudden they decide to record in. Like, I recorded the original Kessen in Vancouver, but Kessen 2 was recorded in L.A. So characters obviously get recast because they changed location that way. Mm. Well, those types well, of things can happen. In the case of Kessen 2, I wouldn't. That's not really the same situation because Kessen 2 was in a completely different era. It was, oh, well, there it, you it go. Was, um, it was more kind of in like the same era as Dynasty Warriors because, you know, they had similar characters. They had Sai Wenji, who, right. who they called uh, Kai Wenji <laughs> in that version. Oh, right, um, right. And 
Yeah, and they had like Sao Sao and Yubei. It was weird because they they made two characters, Yubei and Sao Sao. They made them brothers, which doesn't make any sense. But you know, it's Kesen, and as Chin always says from Tecmokoi, it's video games at the end of the day. It doesn't need to make sense. Right. And it is the truth because even in Dynasty Warriors Seven and in Dynasty Warriors Eight, we've been we've been seeing weird things because I wouldn't expect a character to go out into a battlefield with a harp. <laughs> right. Except that if you play League of Legends, I also play Sona in that game, and she is she fights with her beautiful music. She's amazing. So they, this, it's a popular theme coming out of, uh, of video games where, you know, you can fight with sound. I know, but it's just weird. It is weird. <laughs> It's, it's awesome. But if, look at the uh, Dune series. If you've ever read the Dune series by Frank Herbert, technically that, in, you know, that, the, that, or at least in the mo movie made by David Lynch, they made that weirding module sound like a sound weapon, which was kind of badass. I really enjoyed that. I'm a huge fan of that series. Mm. So it is, I, I could see how that worked. Yeah, but it is strange when a, a gentle woman, a sweet, soft-spoken female. I mean, really, Sai Wenji and Sona have a lot in common. Well, I, I don't really know what to say to that. Maybe, maybe the guys that done League of Legends were inspired by Dynasty Warriors. We don't know. Why? That's a really good question. I I wonder if they were. Probably they were because um, I think in there was some sort of kind of costumes for certain characters in League of Legends. It, I don't know if I'm wrong or anything because I I saw this a few months ago and mm. they were kind of based off Zhao Yun from Dynasty Warriors and Lu Bu from Dynasty Warriors. See, I believe that. Yeah. So, I I could. I, I don't feel know. Medically. I think you might be onto something there. Of course, because we don't know for sure. Yeah. But I think that's a really good guess. Maybe. Yeah. I hope so, because that that would make League of Legends a lot more bearable. <laughs> <laughs> In all honesty, I don't like to play PC games. I just find them That's extremely right. boring. Well, you don't have to. Not It's not for everyone. Yeah, because the only PC game I, I like to play is Dynasty Warriors Online, because it's a Dynasty Warriors. There you go. You know. Um, so yeah, we were talking about um, the fact that I don't like to play League of Legends, and I don't really like to play any sort of PC games, because, you know, it's not the same as a controller in your hand, because I was the kind of gamer I am is, you know, I was six-year-old, I got PlayStation 2, first game was Dynasty Warriors, so from then on, I kind of grew I think whatever you Dynasty play Warriors. as a child imprints you. Like, I, I remember, um, of course, I was around during the invention of video games, so uh, I was a lucky girl. I remember playing some games on my Apple IIe computer, which was archaic now that I think about it, with its little flashing green icon box and uh, the, the games were pretty limited. I remember playing an RPG, one of the <laughs> original RPGs called Ultima and um, I really enjoyed it but I, as soon as we got our ColecoVision, which was like an Atari, but called a ColecoVision and the graphics and having the controller, yeah, I was I was hooked on, on you know game systems after that. I really enjoyed, I, I much preferred having the controller in my hand than, you know, using the up-down button on the computer, which is what I literally did with the Apple IIe back in the day. When you kind of voice a, a character in a game, when the game is released, do you go and buy the game and like, hey, look, I'm in there? I don't generally, unless I had an amazing um, experience during the recording of the game mm. because there, I, I, I seriously am in a lot of games if I bought every game that I was in I would be broke so I so they don't I, give you the game for free no not all companies do some companies oh. they used to back in the day there was a couple of companies that used to do that but in the last couple of years like you know the the economy in America you know went south for a while so that 
habit, that really beautiful habit that I had stopped happening. Um, I have bought with my own money a couple. I bought a Persona 4 Arena. Um, I bought Skullgirls, obviously. Um, those games, I, I Catherine, I bought. I really enjoyed that one. Um, but the other ga- games that I was gifted, I was gifted Eternal Sonata, Tales of the Abyss. They gave me a free copy. That was cool, you know. But really, most uh, I I don't get to see the game unless I go to somebody else's house who has it. That's my dog. She's talking. What's your dog saying? She's saying, "Hey, look! There's another dog outside." Are you serious? What kind of dog? This is very interesting, by the way. I have a little Yorkshire Terrier, and she's nine years old, but she looks like a puppy, and her tongue is always sticking out. Um, so now she's my she's my mascot. I, I had some promotion promo photos done, and she's in one of them, and I love it. I'm gonna use it everywhere. She's in a couple, actually. Aww, I, she's I really, really good dog. Aww, I really do like that kind of dogs. You know the Yorkshire Terriers. I'm really lucky because she's a studio dog. I I really believe that the right pet for you shows up at the right time. And I can take her and bring her to some studios that are dog friendly. She'll just sit there and watch me work. Usually if it's like a big fighting, I have to scream and people have to die game. I don't bring her in the booth (laughs) with me because she she thinks I'm yelling at her. But even outside the booth, but she's outside of the booth and I'm yelling like that. She doesn't take it so personally. She's just like, oh, mom's yelling in the booth. That's it. Thing. And I find that fascinating that at the studio she sits and she watches me. But when I'm recording from home, I have a little closet that I've turned into a little booth. Mm. She doesn't want to be anywhere near me when I go to that to record. She's like, nope, I'm getting out of here. I'm like, well, how come you don't watch me do it there, but you watch me at the studio? What? I don't get it. Maybe it's the studio is like fun or something. I think it might be. It might be like, ooh, I'm at mo- with mom at work, visiting mom at work, as opposed to, oh, she's just going to make some noise in the closet. <laughs> Very strange. You know what's an amazing idea? If dogs play video games. Because I was talking about this a couple of days ago, actually, before the recording. Uh, a lot of people were saying, oh, Bish, you want a free puppy? I was like, only if it plays video games. Only if it does. But, um, you There know. are some dogs that watch television and follow everything on the screen. I bet there would be something that you could do, you know, and make it motion capture where where the dog could wear like the you know for the Wii the little device that oh. it picks up and then the dog could it, it was going so well until you said Wii well I don't know I don't do the motion you know the hands free with yeah the but still PS3. you know it's just I only have Wii. a Wii and a PS3 don't you judge I'm me. not gonna judge I you because you know what I honestly I like, the, I like the little Wii Star Wars Lego game I love that game <laughs> And I was brought up on Nintendo, you know what I mean? Like, I was around for those original Nintendo games. I have a very soft place in my heart for Nintendo that will never die, no matter how unpopular their system becomes. It's not like Nintendo is unpopular, it's just there's the big boys in, in the, the kind of console market now. It's more Microsoft and Sony-based. So are you going to get a P- P3-4? I mean, a, P- a, a P3- PS4? PS4? Oh, uh, PS4 or Xbox One? I don't know. Because E3 just happened here, and and the the gauntlet has been thrown that the Xbox One is for, you know, nothing. Made for a hockey puck, and that the PS4 No, but the the thing is, is Microsoft (laughs) announced uh, a couple of days ago that what they said at E3... Mm. Yeah, no, they've kind of took that back. Mainly because a lot of people are like, oh no, Microsoft, don't do that. I'm going to leave and go to PlayStation. But after 
that. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I know you probably didn't get it as loud because I live in Los Angeles. It was loud. It was earthquaking the reaction. But when mm. the PS4 announcement, like they PlayStation almost got a standing ovation during their presentation and the energy behind the support for PlayStation and the absolute loathing for what Xbox One brought to the table was you could smell it like it was a, a sports event. You know what I mean? It was like PlayStation had kicked Microsoft's tushy in a way at, at the grand finals of some super event. It was crazy. So it doesn't surprise me that um, Microsoft <laughs> decided to dust off, you know, let's put a little salve on the wounds and come back and try for another round. So mm. good for them. Otherwise, they would have been dead in the water. Because they were talking about, oh, yeah, that whole DRM thing, we're not doing that anymore. And the whole. Oh, all of these things that they said at E3, they're not doing it anymore. And, and now when you compare the pre-orders for the Xbox One compared to the PS4, it's crazy. It's like the Xbox One has overtaken PS4 already. No, well, that's good. That's good because they were going to lose. They literally were going to lose everybody. That was they crazy. Were. I'm like, how I do was... you make those kind of decisions where you're going to lose your entire... That's crazy. I was hoping that they were. You know, because I'm, I'm a big fan of Xbox and I'm not going to lie. Um... The Xbox One at the beginning did kind of disappoint me, but at the same time, growing up with PlayStation and growing up with games like Dynasty Warriors, which it tends to be a PlayStation exclusive in Japan, and it doesn't always make its way over to both Xbox and PlayStation in the West, so I can't risk that, you know? Because I know that but they're going to stick with Sony. Expect. I have a PlayStation, so yeah. I'm with you. I, I've been with PlayStation since the beginning. I, I haven't been able to... I mean, I know Xbox is the more popular console for hardcore gamers, but I'm not a hardcore gamer. I just voice hardcore games. Mm. I, I don't even know if I voice hardcore games. I, I voice a lot of RPGs, so... And I'm an RPG girl. I love RPGs. My favorite game of all time is Final Fantasy VII. And I love that I could play from my original PlayStation Final Fantasy VII to my PlayStation 3. I'm, I love that I can keep playing over and over. In, in all honesty, I'm not a big fan of Final Fantasy, mainly because it's just... It's loud. Don't, don't you. I love it. I have, it to, is have to admit, I like I Final it. Fantasy three. You know, I played that game <laughs> in Japanese. It was crazy. I like okay. that game. But... Final Fan and, and then it got to Final Fantasy 13. I was just like, oh, really? I'm in that one. I saw. But at the, at the same time, I'm just like, okay, this game is alright. However, I went on discs too, because, you know, on Xbox, it's split into three discs, because the game is that big. Right, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm on disc two, and I'm fighting this boss, and I'm like, I was so excited beforehand, and then, you know, I can't beat the boss, and this is the only game that I've kind of rage quit on, and I and I just <gasps> left the game for like two years, haven't played Whoa. it for like two years, and then I come back to it yesterday, and I'm like, hmm, damn, I'm not going to play this game again, I'm just, I put it away, I'm not going to sell Sometimes the game, but... It's sometimes that happens. No, I've, I've experienced that. I totally understand that. That happened. You know, so I on, I haven't been able to play. Um, I couldn't play. I went to E3 a few years ago when uh, Final Fantasy 12 and 11 came out. And the graph... Uh-oh. Hello? Okay. And and the graphics... Um, when I saw the graphics and just how realistic they were, it freaked me out. I was so used to playing Final Fantasy 7 where I felt very removed from the, the gameplay. You know, because it was like obviously a game where this was so realistic, it freaked me out. <laughs> I'm like, I can't play it. I can't play it because the fighting will feel too real. So you're talking about um, realistic games and things like that, like the Final Fantasy games. They scare the crap um, out of me. Games scare the crap out of me. Now. That's the thing. PS4 and Xbox One are going to be like that. They're going to be very realistic. 
Well, so what do you think about that? It it creeps me out. I can't help it. That's just me. I'm, but I'm. That's because I'm so old school and I can't was brought up on like you know Legend of Zelda and Mario Brothers. So I, I like the cartoony aspect. I am a cartoony person at heart. I do voices for actual animated series. I am a cartoony person. This is not a judgment on games at all. Uh, it freaks me out. I think if you're gonna go that realistic, why not just do live action? <laughs> I don't get it. As a game. But, uh, I don't even. They'll probably get to the point where they can do that somehow. Don't know how that will be. But a lot of a lot of games, like um, instead of them graphics style like coding and stuff. Obviously, all games have coding, but yeah, you know, uh, some games like have a lot of motion capture. Oh yeah, a tremendous amount. I mean, even um, for The Last of Us, like getting to see pieces of it because I I haven't played the. I don't think I could play that game. I think it would. Knowing what I did behind the mic, I would be scared even listening to myself because it i was screaming like i was dying it, it was creepy as hell mm -hmm. and to see how realistic like troy baker's performance in that is i wish they gave oscars for that kind of stuff because i think he would get the oscar his performance is unbelievable and that animation is flawless it's gorgeous it feels like an actual film it's un it's intense. So mm. you guys who are playing games like that, that's a whole other level of gameplay. That is an intensity, and and in, you're you're getting you're in it. It's so intense. I I don't. That scares the crap out of me for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe if they came out with a comedy game that was that realistic, I could get into it. Something silly. I see what you mean. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, they're being more realistic, and now like games are going to be in, like in 3D. That, that's <laughs> even worse. Because you know, Dynasty Warriors is in 3D. A lot of the games on on PlayStation now are in 3D, which is crazy. Especially Whoa. when you play Dynasty Warriors in 3D and you do a Muso, and it's just freaking awesome. It's just the best feeling. <laughs> and I think <laughs> Dynasty Warriors was one of the first 3D games, but don't yeah, don't. Don't take my word for that. That's amazing. I think that's amazing. I think you have to be a very adventurous soul to want to go through the emotions that you go through at the level of um, reality that these games are becoming. Like, that's just, an, that's amazing to me. And especially with The Last of Us, that was, you know, I haven't played the game, but I, I just saw gameplay. I've actually sat down and watched the whole gameplay, the whole game in videos, you know, because right? it, it felt like it gets a, a film. It, was... it does. The performances are film cal caliber. They're amazing. I and I, I didn't play anything big. I was just, you know, extra voices mm. the infected. You know, they that they cut me. I'm just part of the soundscape of that game. I'm not really in that game the same. Like I'm not a character. I'm just you know, many of the infected chicks. And uh, if if somebody's on fire in that game and burning and they're infected, it's probably me screaming. But the the performances of the actors from that that game are they they I think they would easily be comparable to any A list movie star anywhere. I mean, it's just phenomenal. The game got amazing reviews, you know, on Metacritic it got 95 out of 100, on on like a Edge it got 10 out of 10, Eurogamer yeah. gave it 10 out of 10, Game Informer gave it 9.5, and then there was Polygon which gave it 7.5. I don't know what to say to that because, you know, Polygon quite reputable. I, I don't really want to say anything I mean, bad about it. What more do you expect out of a game? Like, I, that's all I ask. For a game like that that's bringing so much to the table, where I mean, stuff you it just like... Whoa, everything. They're bringing everything. How, how do you even judge something that's so different from anything that's been brought to the table before? Like, I think that they just, they took it to an, a whole other place with that game. Mm. 
Like it's almost its own genre because it's not quite it's not quite the same as the as like the Resident Evils and stuff because it they, the way they approached it is so filmic. And I did enjoy playing Resident Evil except I wouldn't hold the controller because I couldn't deal with the zombies because that scared the crap out of me. So I would have somebody play the controller while I held all the puzzles <laughs> and scream. I screamed a lot and I wasn't even holding because then the vibrating of just the vibrating of the controller freaks me out. I can't you can do turn it. that off. You do know that. Oh, I didn't know that actually. You just go pause and then go to the things. Yeah, but then somebody else can play it and then I can watch them play and then I get to solve all the things. Like that was the same with Catherine. I I got really good at Catherine, except for the big monster with the giant tongue chasing and the the, the vibrating controller. I I ah no! I had to drop it. You just throw it at the screen. Yes, yes, yes. It's scares me it scares me i've never heard someone say that before but you know there's a first time for everything yeah um, yeah i like the girlier games i'm definitely a girlier gamer like mm-hmm. i'm we're, we've got journey right now and i'm playing journey that's a beautiful stunning game totally right up my alley see i don't understand what do you mean by girlier games because you know i don't really think of games like that no you're right you're right it's more um i'm a girlier girl and i like games with less action and adventure Mm. Uh, but i'm not a girly girl in my daily life but when it comes to games i'm a girly girl i i choose my games as if i were a girly girl you know which is fascinating because i'm kind of a tomboy in my daily life okay so it's like it brings out that other side of me where i'm like oh frightening thing and i like anything that's cute and oh it, i like i like playing kirby that is oh so cute. No, K- kirby's an amazing game i like anything that's cute and puzzle oriented i like rpgs i like story um that can go on for a while and not a lot of fighting i'm not a big fan of the fighting although that's why i suck at playing Skullgirls because i'm like i can't and if you anybody's ever seen me play a video game, it brings out this dark. I get oh, I turn into a monster trying to fight, and I don't like who I become playing those games. So I try to stick to the happier side of myself. Because you know, there's a lot of people. You know, they they tend to say, "Yeah, I'm a girl gamer," or or something like that. And you know, I know some badass girls who are gamers that are not girly girls. Like they could kick, I would put them mm. up against any man anywhere, and I know they would dominate. See, that's what I'm game. saying. Like when people say, "Yeah,", yeah I'm a girl gamer, even if they don't mean it in the sense that, yeah, they're, they're a girly girl or whatever. It, it, I don't like the phrase, mainly because we're all gamers in the end. I don't see why we have to be well, kind of segregated. Cool I, meant, I said girly. I'm a girly I see what you mean. But, yeah. you know, there's people that will take that in the wrong way. And, you That's know, true. they'll be like, yeah, I'm a girl gamer or, or whatever. Like, I don't see why people should be segregated in that way. Well, I'm sure there I mean? are and there's people that do that. that. Girly gamers too. I bet there are some guys out there that are girly gamers that like the would prefer the girlier choices, you know. Mm. But what other adjective would we use if it wasn't girly? You know, cuz I'm not a girly girl, but I don't mind using that adjective to describe myself, you know, in this particular scenario. Where else mm. am I girly? I'm girly when it comes to my shoe choices too. Well, that's interesting and something that we all needed to know about. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know what other a- adjective we can use for that because. But you're right. It's something. It's like there should be a better adjective for mm, that. There should be because something. We've definitely moved beyond that in gaming because yeah. you know women are obviously kicking ass. You know, playing games and ga- female gamers are are amazing. Uh, what they do and and even the characters in games for for women are improving because there's been so such a, a, a fantastic female gamer base yeah but 
I don't know how else to... I mean... You know, especially like characters like Lara Croft. Yeah, yeah. So badass. Every character in Skullgirls is badass. They are fierce. None of them are girly. I would never call any of those characters girly. Oh, well, maybe Pain will. We don't know. She's girly. Secretly. She's just like... Secretly? She's a secret. Have you you seen... I've actually read like her on on, on the wiki and I've read like her interests and things and when you look at the character and you see her interests and you see the things that she dislikes, she dislikes things like torture and things and I'm looking at the character and I'm like are you sure this isn't isn't the wrong way around? Like I actually got confused because obviously I didn't play Skullgirls before when I saw Painwheel so I thought Painwheel was some crazy messed up character, but you know, she is, well, she isn't. She just <laughs> look, she just looks like, obviously, considering what happened to her, you know, she looks messed up, but... Well, and the thing she says is, you know, get out of my head, I feel for her. Mm. Lines are disturbing. They are, and the thing is, she is disturbing, but I really do feel sorry for her. Yeah. I think a lot of people, she's a, I think she's a lot of people's favorites. Because she's such an interesting character, and her, like you said, her her story is so tragic. Yeah, so and, interesting. You know, she likes flowers, gardening, walking on the beach, family. You know, all of these things she likes, and then her dislikes are like she doesn't like uh, mind control. She doesn't like pain. She doesn't like frustration. She like she doesn't like loud noises. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how it is. It's, when you look at the character, and I, and I really do feel sorry for her, because what happened to her is not, wasn't nice at all. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid Valentine. <laughs> Stupid Laurel Post. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to know, like, I, I want to know, like, uh, her story beforehand, you know? What, what she was like way before. You see what I mean? That would be fun. That would be amazing. I mean, just the stories for all of them. Mm. There's so much they could do. I'm sure they have it. I'm sure that the guys have created all of that somewhere. Yeah, obviously, yeah. When they're thinking about creating a game, they have to think about these things. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'll be surprised if they didn't, but I, I really want to pick their brains. I really want to go inside their minds and, and kind of well, see their ideas. They're very accessible and questions. You just have to, you know, they stream every Thursday night at a tournament on Salty Cupcakes on the on the Twitch stream. If you follow them on Twitter, and you can type in your questions. They answer questions all the time, almost every week. They're very accessible. I, I will see what I can do regarding that. I'm not really going to say on air. Right. But, well, because yeah. you just don't know. Like, it mm. depends on how many people show up and if they, you know, see what you post and stuff. But in terms of them being there and that's why that's how a lot of stuff happens in the game is that they listen to the gaming community and the questions and that's how this entire you know it's really manifested they did a great job they're such an amazing team of people i'm very proud and grateful that i I got to work with them i have to admit it it is an amazing game and i'm not really into this kind of 2d fighting games and that says a lot from you Mm. because you there's a lot of games you don't like so that says a lot that you've given this little strange fighting game you know a thumbs up that's pretty cool you, you just made me seem like this kind of person that doesn't no, like any very, game no you're very specific in what you enjoy there's nothing wrong with being specific mm. in what you enjoy i'm specific in what i enjoy there's lots of things that i wouldn't put my time into either i don't think there's anything wrong with that you can't like everything you know yeah i, I see what you mean but at the same time i i try i, I give games some sort of chance but there's some games i won't well, give a chance good. at all um you know but it- See, that's how you know you like what you like, is mm. that you're like, okay, I went for it, but it bored the hell out of me, so I know this is not my flavor. It's all about of, flavor, just like with food. 
That's an amazing analogy. You know, if something's my flavor, and that's why when I say I, I, I like or dislike something, I don't mean it like I love or I hate it. I mean, like, you know what? It's just not my flavor. There are flavors I prefer, and this is not one of them. Okay, so um, this kind of moves on to another question. Okay. Oh, now I forgot it. Okay, this is this is very weird. This this kind of happened last time when I was recording with KG. I think it even happened to KG himself. It's kind of brain farts, as KG would say. <laughs> he totally would. Yeah, this brings me to the question: What kind of game would you not like touch? And I mean, in specifically, like what game in particular what, would you not? What's really not my flavor? I'm. I'm yeah. You know what? I really am not a fan of first-person shooters. But you. That is not my flavor at all. Okay. Because it's, I'm not good at it. It's I interesting considering that you were in first-person yes. shooter. Yes, but it's hard for me because again, that because it be, the experience is so personal, and you it be, again the experience is so like first-person is a, such a good description for it. Like you are in it, and you are, sh and, and it's just you've got to kill people, and that just to me I can't do. It. It's just not my flavor. Mm, I see. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Um, I'm not bold enough or brave enough to play those types of games. Hmm. I, I see what you mean. Um, especially with first-person shooters. Like, for me, they're quite cool, but at the same time, I, I see what you mean. Like, you have to kill people. And especially but with... You're it. Like, you're so in it. Like, it's hmm. your eyeball's point of view. That's, that's a, like, it's almost like your head is the screen. That's intense. Like, it's a level of intensity that I don't, that I don't find fun. I don't find that fun in a game, but I know it's amazing when I watch other people and I'm like, I don't know how you do it because that's just so intense because it's like you're actually there and you're actually doing it. Mm. So has there been any of the games that you've kind of been a part of? Is Are there any games that you kind of regret being a part of? Voicing? Hmm. No, no. Everything I voice, I enjoy. I don't mind voicing a first-person shooter game. That's easier. I'm not... It's not the same. You know, like... It's so ridiculous that I'm saying that. Because, I mean, of course, I'm becoming... I, I become the, that character for that moment. But I'm not making... Because it's already written out. The script is already written out. It's not me making a moral decision from myself. <laughs> I am that character making the decision that has been written for me. So I... I I can surrender to that character choices in that character and become that character in a different way than, you know, being Aaron playing a first person shooter and having to make decisions as myself. It's much easier for me to become another person and make some crazy. That's why I can love a character like Dong Zhou, Dong as dark as he is. I can really enjoy that character because I really can enjoy how it must felt to get to play a character like that. I really, really, I love my craft a lot. I love acting a lot and I love the different perspectives and points of view. So there isn't any, so far, there hasn't been any characters that I felt like I wanted to walk away from. Okay. Any any so far but it not to say that it might not happen it anything is possible like if i were cast in something and i didn't know what it was i mean i've i've turned down auditions for animated series because i just i could play those characters those characters they wanted me to read it was just it really not my flavor at all didn't resonate with me at all um is the t those would have been jobs that i would have regretted doing um, but not because, you know, my perspective is better than anyone else's. It's not about that. It's just about that really isn't my flavor or where I put my energy. And I don't want to even do that in my job. I've been really blessed with the projects. Like, everything that has come my way, I'm, I'm cool. Like, my dad was uh, is a naval commander mm. in the Canadian Navy. 
So I have a great um, respect for military people and military folks, which is why I can, I'm really impressed with people that can play first-person shooters, but I can't play that. And I don't know if that's because I'm a Navy brat. I, I don't know if that's a part of it. Like, that just never interested in me. Interested in me. I don't, that wasn't English. That, that's my day off, and I, apparently I have stopped the ability of talking. Well, that's fine. <laughs> don't, don't worry. I do it all the time. No oh, good. You know, sometimes I'm I'm just talking in a like, Bish, are you speaking in another language? It's okay. That's what it feels like. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so far so good. I mean, I've come close. There's been some like the the that whole Saints Row series. I have said some crazy stuff as characters in in those three games. They were crazy. They were crazy. Those were nutty situations. Can you give they, us an example? Well, I don't remember all of them now. Like I think in one and two. Like gang members, and I remember playing. Um, I remember playing a store owner, and she. The, the direction was that she was really, really hippie and really stoned, you know, like really out there stuff, like stuff that I wouldn't normally play. So it w it was really wacky and fun, to, and they were kind of comedic. Everything that I did was kind of comedic, but it was still, you know, woo. Adult theme. There was a lot of cussing. I don't cuss in games often. But when there was cussing, I'm like, woo, woohoo! So speaking of cussing, do you, are you like, because uh, because KG said, you know, in the booth he's known for for cussing and and, and things like that. Are you like there, that or? There were a number of years where I didn't cuss at all, not at all. And then in the last year, I, I used to cuss a lot coming from Canada. I would cuss like a trucker. My mom cussed like a trucker. It wasn't a, you know, in Canada people cuss and they don't, it's not, not like in America or in England. It's, it's not that big a deal. The words don't have, they're not so, it's just part of language there. Uh, more, more of an expression thing. Just in the dictionaries. But yeah, yeah, and then when you come to the states, it, it the you feel the vibration of those words, like it's reflected immediately as soon as you say them in the person who's listening, because you can see. So I really curbed my cussing for years, um, living in the states, and it's certainly not in my jobs. But in the, in the I'm on one job right now. Um, that the character, it's it's just it's dubbing a live action series. Uh, it's a foreign series. No, I don't know where it'll air, and I so I but I can't really talk in the detail. But my character literally talks in monologues. She just doesn't shut up. She just talks and talks <laughs> and talks and talks and talks. And the the engineer, the director, everybody's exhausted of how much she talks. And we so I've gotten with her. Like I can get through like maybe. A, three quarters of the monologue and I'll I'll blow it and then and then I will cuss. She is the character that makes me cuss. And playing video games, I definitely cuss. So, but most part on my job, I'm I'm very good at not cussing because a lot of it is, you know, little kids stuff like Monster High and Ever After High. Mm. And I don't want to bring that energy into those kind of recording sessions because I do feel that your voice Carries an energy, and your attention carries an energy, and I don't want for little kids. I have to clean that up when I'm in those booths. But if I'm in a, like a hardcore game, then I'm, I'm not adverse to you know cussing in the booth if I make a mistake in that situation. So it, it depends on the energy that I'm I intend for for the project. Okay. Well, um, 
regarding um, voice acting again, and we're going to go back to Skullgirls, and I know I wanted to talk about Dynasty Warriors a bit more, but Skullgirls is just very interesting, and it's and I just reminded something that uh, I was reminded of something that KG told me about this um, voice pack DLCs. Yes, yes, and I'm going to be cussing a lot in that. Because mine is uh, my voice pack. DLC is the Salt Parasol. Everybody mm. wants to see Salty Parasol because there was a, a video, KG video recorded me playing against Sarah Williams playing Peacock. We were playing Skullgirls and I was cussing like a trekker. So everyone was, the thing came out of that that Salty, look at how Salty Parasol is. So for the DLC, everyone wanted to see a whole, a whole Salty Parasol voice pack. And a lot of the stuff that we're gathering for lines came from that video that was made because it was it was crazy that was some crazy stuff it was like a litany and so that will be recorded for the enjoyment of fans everywhere at some point and um it kind of brings me on to dynasty warriors which is awesome um see what i did there anyway um good transition yeah it wasn't that good but anyway um (laughs) yeah do you think you know, if Tecmokoi were like, yeah, we're going to do some sort of voice pack, would you think you'd be interested in, in that kind of thing? Oh, of course. Of course. The, the interesting thing about Iwenji is that she's so soft and gentle. She, she really, I have to access a completely, I, I'm a kind of a, I'm a loudmouth and a chatty Kathy. And she's so gentle and, and melodic. Um, I really like stepping into her. I really enjoy the process of like, how does she react to something? Which it's totally the opposite of how I react in my daily life. And I really like the idea of there, there's some qualities that she has that I would love to have, you know, strengthen in myself. So yeah, anytime I get to play her, I'm always oh, I jump the opportunity to play her. Mm. Because you know, Tecmokoi, they're a very serious company when it comes to. You know their games and things like that. They're not yeah. really ones to make jokes, um, but you know they they do it in, in form of DLC sometimes because you know we've seen some sort of um, costume DLCs which are ridiculous. You know, there's some characters that fight instead of like rods, they fight with kebabs. <laughs> oh, I love that kind of. And uh, oh, lollipops instead of axes and crazy stuff like one character was fighting with flags and another I was talking to KJ about this actually <laughs> a, another character's fighting with meat buns oh my god it was gosh. actually Dong Zhuo <laughs> oh uh, my boyfriend would love that yeah he loves all the he loves Chinese every meat buns yeah I think we moved to meat buns and I think <laughs> this is awesome now because I think KJ he's very excited to listen to this episode and now we're talking about meat buns his, we brought it to food. Yeah, Paige. his, his uh. Me. She always works her way in. I can't mm. help it. Whose voice was that? That was Jay Satanaka from the Persona Four series. Ah. Yeah, she's very popular for her love. She also loves to eat steak and meat a lot. Can you do that again? She's a pretty. That, that you cool. gotta eat more meat. Wow. She's very kung fu. She's she. I love her. She's one of my favorites. I, she would be a tattoo if I got it. In fact, my chia jacket just arrived. I ordered um, 
I ordered an Adidas Firebird Originals jacket. It's green with the yellow striping. It's not like exactly the same as Chie's, but I wanted to get the Chie version of that Adidas jacket, and I just did. So I gotta find out if it fits after this interview. Woohoo! Awesome. You gotta keep us updated with that. I um, will. I have to admit that you know, you know, gotta eat more meat. That's something I would say. See? Just, just saying. There you um, go. You know. Anyway, you know, moving from food, going back into Dynasty Warriors. Um, yes. Yeah. So, when recording Dynasty Warriors, how is it different from all these other recording jobs that you did? Well, it's different because there is, the writer isn't in the room. The the actual write a lot of these games, the, the the person who wrote the translation will be in the room, or a producer will be in the room. I mean, they they do have somebody in the room to help with translation and make sure that it matches. And sometimes they do have a rep. Um, back uh, if I think back to to Dynasty Warrior Six, um, but I, when we did eight, it seemed really pared back. Uh, it, it, it was, and it was a quick session. I, I, I missed um, the in six. It was such a. It, it took. We took our time, and we had a lot more. There was so much more to the game. It didn't seem like there was as much dialogue in eight. At least not Saiwenji. So, I didn't really get the 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 story of the game very much this round. Um, but I know, I mean, come on, that's, the story is so complicated and there's so much going on. It's not that, I mean, they'd have to pay me, you know, twice as much money if they explain, took the time to explain everything. Because I'd be there having to listen for so long. So that's interesting. But I remember um, when we were coming up with the voice for Saiwenji, exactly, I remember there being a lot of people in the room and... Um, we played them with all sorts of different areas, and they really, I really, really love working with the voice director on this project. He's he's so much fun, and he's got he's a he's got a light heart, and um, he really knows the game. He knows everything really well, so I can trust him implicitly when he tells me, it, you know, the mood of a line or exactly what's going on in the situation. He just he just has to tweak gently, and I can give him exact what he needs and and that's that's the sign for a project like if you like the voice acting in the dynasty warrior series then that that all that goes to the director because he he's such a uh, he's so very good at his job so what's his name so we can give him uh so we can give him some sort of recognition his name i'm gonna blank on his name now that you asked me directly on my day off i'm gonna blank on his name oh uh, give me a second. I can remember. Or maybe I can't. Uh, let's talk about something else, and as soon as it comes to me, I'll... Okay, will do. Well, still sticking with Dynasty Warriors. Um, if you can voice any other character, who would you voice within Dynasty Warriors? Ooh, they, there's some really cute, sexy girls, but I don't... See, I don't know enough about their characters. Mm. I would hate to pick somebody and not know... Who, who their character is. Um, maybe, it, I don't know, tell me more about Zhenji. Zhenji, mm, she's, she's pretty much um, one of the sexiest characters in Dynasty Warriors, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, very popular character. She's 
for me, I sometimes I, I feel she's a bitchy kind of character. Ooh, okay, then I would like her. But you know, she's not too bitchy. <laughs> She's she's kind of bitchy to everyone else, but you know, to, towards her family and towards her kingdom, she's very loyal and things like that. So. Well, that would be fun then. Another question: If you can see, you know, if you can have Keiji voice any female character, who would it be? The game or in, in the any game. game? In the game. Okay. Um. Ooh. As a joke. Because, you know, I would love to see some sort of voice back. Um, well, what would he do with Sai Renji? Because she's so quiet. Like, what would he even do? Like, I don't I don't even know if he... That would be hilarious to see him playing a harp. With his voice. I think that would be insane. If, if they did that, some sort of voice back DLC where they kind of mix everyone's voices up together. I think that would be brilliant. Like, they have you voicing a... Suma Zhao and Keiji right? voicing like other, you know. I think Keiji would would be hilarious voicing um one of the the younger, cuter characters like Xiao Qiao. Oh, that would be funny too. Because because I know Keiji normally goes with male voices, especially older males. So imagine that. that would he does. Be hilarious. That would be that would be hilarious. I would like to hear as a young girl. You know what? I don't think I think you could pick any female character, and it would be hilarious. Especially Just having KG play. I'd like to see him as the tough chick, as the soft-spoken, the young perky girl. <laughs> that would be terribly fun. Tecmo should do that now. Tecmo, if you're listening, you should. No, I think it would be hilarious. I don't think they will though, but. They should do that. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is, um, as you know, you know, uh, the voice actor for Sumayi in Japan died a couple yeah. of months back, so, and that's uh, it's, that was, you know it's very it's very sad to hear about that. And you know, on the podcast, every time we get someone Dynasty Warriors related as this kind of homage to him, um, we're gonna get. The people, anyone, to kind of do his iconic laugh. So I'll let you do that. Okay. <laughs> I have to admit that was amazing. Um, you know, I think he would be proud if he heard that. Um, and I'm I'm gonna tell you something, but I don't want anyone else to. To know, no, nobody else listen. Everyone, if you're listening, just put plugs in your ears so you don't listen to this bit. I think that that's even better than Kyle's one. I think she's gonna hate me now, but as much as I loved his voice, you know, as much as I love his voice, you know, that that's the closest I've heard to the Japanese Sumayi laugh. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know because there, obviously there's going to be someone that has to replace the Japanese voice actor um, for Sumayi. I'm, I was hoping yeah. that they kind of keep his sounds, keep at least a laugh in, you know, so his memory can live on, even if they change the person that does the voice lines. Right. Of course, that is Keiji's idea. That's. I think that's a great idea. 
So yeah, if they that did that. That would be that. amazing. And speaking about that, they do they do you record those kind of Musou lines and, and things like enemy officer defeated again or are they like reused? Um, I don't know. I, I'm not I I I record so many lines it's too hard for me to remember if I've recorded them before. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. I, I wouldn't know if they reuse them or not. Because it's very evident that in the Japanese version of the game, they reuse lines a lot. You see what I mean? Uh, uh, well, that explains a lot. That so, explains I don't know, maybe they do the same with uh, Dynasty Warriors 8, because it's running the same engine, it's pretty much the same game, it's just very different in terms of gameplay, like bigger maps, new characters, things like that, but if you strip it down, it's pretty much the same game. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Who is your favorite character? Oh no, we did talk about it. You said Dong Zhou, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah, I no, that's very girl. shameful. I'm really disappointed in that. <laughs> but I don't know why. It's just I've never heard some. I'm still. Mine is. My mind is just blown. I'm the only person in the world. Uh, maybe no. I don't think so, but. There has to be other people in the world, of course. Maybe Richard Epcar. I have to ask him. You will. Maybe. Oh, okay, okay. Hang on. It's Jurgen. I can't remember. Jurgen. Uh, um, I feel like is la oh, the director. The director's name. Mm. I can't remember. I think it starts with a P, his last name. I'm not going to remember his last name. I'm sorry, guys. Jurgen. Jurgen, Jurgen, Jurgen. Jurgen. On paper, it's like a J U R G E N, but I'm pretty sure we call him Jurgen. But I don't remember the. It's like his fabulous German name. Peretz? Peretz something. Peretz something. But he's an amazing guy. And I, of course, we don't record that often. Like, I see him once every few years, so he's hilarious. He's probably done a ton of other stuff, too, and I just don't know. Wow. He's good. Jürgen. Jürgen? That's actually a cool name. It is. He's a really cool guy. I can't believe I forgot it. I'm so happy I remembered. That would have been awful if I didn't remember before we finished. Mm. Okay, I feel better. Good. <laughs> okay, good. Imagine if, you, you. imagine if you got his name wrong. Oh, I might have too. No, I didn't. I know. I know it's Jürgen. Jürgen. Are you sure? Mm. Yes, I'm positive. Well, I'm what positive. if you find out his name is just like Mark or something? No, I, I would be shocked. No, no. Isn't that terrible? But you know what? I'm always bad with names. And not just fancy names like Jürgen. I'm bad with names like John. I have a terrible time to remember people's names. I, I, there's one woman that I see every month, and I have seen her every month for the past three years, and I call her Gloria, but her name is Irene. And I never remember to call her Irene. But she answers to Gloria because I have been miscalling her that for three years now. So she's like, nah, it's your name for me. Aww. I appreciate that. <laughs> Isn't that nice? That is very nice. Yeah. I don't know if that's because I'm always changing my name because I have, you know, different characters. I play so many different characters. I don't know why. I can't remember. But I'll never 
forget somebody's face. I'll never forget somebody's face. Until I write your name down with my hand, I won't remember it. Once I write it down, I can usually remember. So when you were recording with the Dynasty Warriors 8 cast, was it the same kind of thing? Or... We don't. Oh, I don't record with the with everybody. I'm oh. by myself in the booth. Yeah, like I'll come in at the end of somebody else's session, or so you don't then, hang out with them. No, I don't get to. No, I, 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 getting to see Rich. You know that was just in passing. Is that it? Is he, yeah. You don't have like Dynasty Warriors eight parties. No, not at all. I, in fact, I probably don't even know the entire cast. I probably don't know everybody who's on this game. You know, if I haven't had a conversation with somebody or see the post on social media, I don't know. So I'm guessing you know KG because of Skullgirls more than Dynasty Warriors. Uh, no. KG and I, I've known KG before any video game, so KG's a good friend. So, yeah, we talked about Dynasty Warriors before even getting to work on Skullgirls. Oh. Yeah, before Skullgirls was even around. Okay. So is there any other like um, voice actors that you have this kind of close relationship with? Like... Yeah, there are lots. I'm I'm very lucky. I, there's a lot of people in this industry that I love. Um, it's an easy easy group of people to adore. Like one of my closest friends is Cindy Robinson. She's an amazing voice actor. I'm got huge. My brother from another mother is Yuri Lowenthal. He and I go way back. Ah. You know. David Sokolov, all of these guys. Like, I know all of them. Hmm. Yeah. Yuri's an amazing voice actor, I just have yes, to say. Especially he with really what is. he did with Dynasty Warriors, like playing Sun Tzu and, and Zhang Hei and Hayate in, in uh, DOA 5. You know, he's a very skilled actor. And, you know, a lot of these people that um, do the voices are very skilled, of course. But Yeah. Especially with Dynasty Warriors, some people have given it the reputation that the voice actors, the voice acting is very cheesy. Really? Yeah. So what do you think about that? Because a lot of people have been saying, oh, I prefer Japanese voices, the English voices is just cheesy as hell. Well, then I think that's, a, that's on the person hmm. who feels that way, because I don't think that the voices are cheesy. I think that Jürgen as a director is fantastic, and he doesn't... He doesn't get cheesy performances he wants something real and his 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 style is very acting acting not cheesy acting um and this and the talent that they have you know the, that i do know of that are in the game they're not cheesy actors so unless it's something in the lines in the translation that's cheesy that's possible that might be on the writing for that but yeah i, I disagree with that kind of thing Hmm. Most parts. I think that people just like to say that because they're used to saying that from a long time ago. Anime would come over, anything would come over from Japan and, and they would get anybody to voice. But And when people who don't know how to act voice something, they sound very cheesy. Um, or, or it's a specific direction that they wanted in the game that they want or, or, or anime that they want cheesy. That's a, that can be a choice too in some cases. But in the most part with the quality of talent that's around today and the caliber of the actors, I, I will always disagree with that statement. I, I just somebody in my opinion who doesn't understand, um, who isn't even listening, not really listening, where they just they decided that they like 
Their flavor is more Japanese than English. And so anything that is to them just sounds cheesy just because it's not Japanese. Because it's just not their flavor. Well, in all honesty, in the earlier Dynasty Warriors games, it was very cheesy. Well, then... Um, but they did, they did improve it. I have to say, with Dynasty Warriors 7 and Dynasty Warriors 8, you know, they did improve voice acting a lot, and I'm not going to lie. It have a lot to do with, you know, maybe in the earlier versions they were using a lot of green actors. Maybe they didn't have a lot of, you know, experienced actors in them. Mm. No, because it was, it was just... People who, people who don't know how to act are, you know, voice act are green, usually, you know, and, and you can tell because... You can tell the difference between Yuri Lowenthal and anybody who's starting out. You can put them in a room and they could even do the same voice, but the acting would be completely different. Completely yeah. different. So this leads on to another thing. How is it? Like, what do you need to be a voice actor? You need to know how to act. Hmm. I can't stress that enough. Um, I have. There's a lot of new talent um, showing up. And um, a lot of people who are sound green, just like we were talking about, they sound like they're doing voices, but they aren't very good at the acting port part of it. So that requires studying acting, whether it's theater acting, preferably theater acting, because television and film acting is a lot more subtle and um, it's not as good for voiceover. What you need is more theatrical background for for voiceover. Um, but if you sing. If you're a singer and studied and trained in singing and singing performance, that would have uh, you learn how to act throughout that process because you have to deliver a song with emotion and all of that in the kind of the same way that an actor does um, all of that. So I, it's a big deal to learn how to act. I, I feel like the only thing that is keeping some of these younger budding voice actresses and actors to getting um, better roles and bigger parts is that their acting is very... Um, Shallow. I'm going to use the word shallow. Hmm. And what do you have to say to those starting up and, and people that think, yeah, I, I could do this? Yeah, you probably can. You just have to put in uh, thousands of hours and wait for a lot of jobs to get back to you and a few of them saying yes. So what about those ones that say no? Like, Have you ever experienced... Um, I get notes all the time. Every single role that uh, somebody else is doing that I audition for, you know, that was a no. That happens all the time. I, I, I can put out a lot of auditions in a week and, you know, get maybe three of them. And that's high booking ratio. Oh, there's a helicopter. So if you're not, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things. It's just like regular life and getting a job, you're competing with other people, it requires a lot of time, focus, energy, and you have to be willing to go without, because there's going to be periods when you don't work. Um, no matter how much I work, and, and things can get really, really good, and I can be doing maybe nine jobs in one week at, at some times, but there will always be times where I'm not working for a few weeks to a month to several months. That just happens. It's the ebb and flow of the business. So if you're not prepared for that, it can be devastating. Hmm. So what do you do within that kind of month or whatever that you, you're not working? 
Oh, I, I don't I hate those times. I hate that period of time. Um, I do whatever I can. I focus on other things. I have their projects. I usually start, I, I usually work with somebody else on something that they're working on because I find that helping someone in something that they're doing makes me feel better than focusing on myself. Focusing on myself during a period where nothing's coming in is just not a healthy thing for me. So I'll just be of service wherever I can to others. That's usually how I get through those horrible, empty periods. So out of all of the games that you've done, which one do you think you had the most fun with? I, I really love Chie Satanaka from the Persona 4 series. She, I was the second actress to take over that role, which was a hard thing to do, um, you know, coming in after an established role. Uh, actor had um, established her already and they went in a completely different direction when I came in for the role so my sound for her is so different from the original but recording her I fell in love with her and it was such I love the studio that I worked at and I love working with Atlas um, it's just so much fun it was so much fun it was so light-hearted and wonderful and I feel like I, I able to I was able to really go do a huge arc acting wise like that character just had so much meat to her it was one of my favorite she also wasn't depressing and and she didn't have a sad story arc that you know I mean I was the I was polka in eternal sonata huge part in that game but that character was so depressing and it was so sad that you know recording that and crying every day that can get to you I really like Chie because I laughed my butt off every day Another question, who do you think will win in a fight, Parasol or Tsai Wenji? Ha! Ah! Well, if I'm playing Parasol, then Tsai Wenji will win, because I am terrible at playing Parasol. But if KG playing Parasol, Parasol would win. I mean, like, if they were in this kind of real-life situation, and they just decided, yeah, let's just fight for the fun of it. I wonder, I don't know. It would be interesting to see all of Parasol's tricks against the sound. I don't know. The way you said the sound, it kind of sounds like one of them old kind of films. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, like an old 40s mm. film? Yeah. I understand. Commissioner Gordon, we've got to get out of here. I don't remember where that's from. I think Commissioner Gordon is probably from Spider-Man, but the voice oh, is oh, from, oh. you know, 1940s anything. I don't, I don't think it's from Spider-Man. Who's commissioner? Who's the commissioner in Spider-Man? I think Gordon. I think Commissioner Gordon's com from. No, no, I think that's from Batman. Oh, maybe. Gordon. Yeah, I've heard of that before. Gordon, guy with the glasses. Yes. Because, because in all honesty, I don't really know much about DC comics. Well, I... until they hire me, I'm not going to pretend to remember anything. Until who hires you? I uh, DC or Marvel as a regular character. Because my dream would be to play Wonder Woman. I would love to be Wonder Woman in the DC Comics series. Why is that? Because I have been a fan of Wonder Woman since I was a little girl. I just love Wonder Woman. I love her backstory. I love what she can do. I, I want an invisible plane. She has an invisible plane? Yes, she does. No, but, mm, but people can see you flying. Yes. How awesome would that be? It would be weird. It would be weird. It would be... <laughs> It'll be like super weird. Imagine. But that's why she's a superhero. Ah, you know, some people might think that's a bad pun. It probably is. You know, Painwell doesn't like bad puns. No, she doesn't. But Ms. Fortune loves them. Yeah, that, that 
kitty cat character, she's always dishing out the bad puns. She's very punny. Oh, stop. Just, I'm not sure if you guys listening actually like these bad puns. Maybe you do. Um, tweet to us at Get A Life Podcast if you do. Uh, if you don't, still tweet to us. We, we always read your tweets because we have nothing better to do. <laughs> In all honesty, this is what I do. I just record podcasts. I, I love what I do. That's fantastic. Uh, it's important yeah. to love what you do. If you love what you do, then that's all you need to do. But it, sometimes it does get a bit boring. Do you feel like that sometimes with um, voice acting? No. No, because every really? day is a life and death situation. In what sense? Well, in most games, it's literally life and death. Life and death. Um, for games, everything is a life and death situation, so I'm imagining using... Because I use my imagination a lot, so you have to when you don't get the entire storyline. So every I'm, I'm going to that life and death place every day, so yeah, I don't feel bored at all. In fact, I prefer my life to be outside of my recording. I prefer things to be calm and very undramatic because my day job is to be very save the universe very dramatic lots of drama lots of stuff going on do you ever go outside and people just recognize you from your voice nobody knows me from and i say this all the time i am personally not famous my characters that i voice are famous but i myself am not famous nobody knows who i am which is kind of cool. That's why I could go to the beach earlier today and just hang out and have kids all around, but they have no idea I voice some of the characters that they love. Yeah, but the thing is, kids nowadays, you know, I don't think they grew up with Ed and Eddie and things like that. Because no, TV but I shows suck now, you know, cartoons suck. Some of them do. I really some like that like Motor City. I love Motor City. That was a great car. I wasn't in it, but I watched it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of... Um, the Animation House Mouse, they, they do great work. I really like what's coming out of there. They do some really cool things. And I like the shows that I'm on. I really like Monster High and Ever After High. I think they're clever and well done little shows. I think and I have a lot of fans coming from them, so I'm raising the next generation on Mattel. <laughs> well, that's nice. You know, I, I really do like that That you're, you're kind of with all of these generations and you're kind of the cornerstone of these childhoods, which is quite awesome, you know. Yeah, it really is kind of neat. It's really neat, you know. It's fun when it and you tell them what you do and they don't believe you and then you do the voice and they still don't believe you. <laughs> That's my favorite. I'm like, wow, there's just no convincing you because, of course, I don't look anything like the character. It's not possible that I would be the voice. I just love that. I'm, I'm just imagining it now. Just like kids very disappointed. Yes. They just, think, they just think you're lying. Yes, and you know what? I don't blame them. I would have been terribly disappointed to meet the voice actors behind my favorite cartoon characters as a kid. And it shocks me that people actually give a crap and that I'm doing like I'm doing this interview with you. That is amazing to me that anyone would want to listen to what I have to say because again, it's the characters that are famous. I just happen to voice the characters. I'm you know, I'm grateful for my job. I think I'm very, very good at my job. I think I was born to do this job. But I, I, I it's it's not important to me that I get recognized for it, although I am incredibly grateful that um, that people do seek me out to let me know how my work is. Because I think it affects my... When I go in to record, if I'm tired from like a really busy week, say I'm doing nine jobs in a week, when the, when that ri- happens, you know, I can get exhausted, just really tired. and But I don't want to... 
I don't want to not give my best on any job because I know that somewhere there's someone who is going to have an experience with my character and my exchange and that may contact me later. And, and I, I really honor and enjoy that contact. I really enjoy talking to fans of, of my work and really enjoy people who have gotten something out of what I, what I do for a living. It makes, it fills me with, um, energy and it inspires me to do better and to 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 try harder and because you can always improve at what you do i feel like my acting is always getting better and better you know with these children that as you said like they don't kind of believe they, obviously they don't believe that you're the voice and all yeah. um what do they do is that is that all they do they're like oh no i just don't believe you or are Most, they like no they don't even say it they just look at they, they usually just stare they just they don't say anything they just look and they're confused and the look on their face is confused so what I, kind of age children is this are they uh, just anywhere like from like six years old to 23 <laughs> 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 it, it could be anywhere in there um it's it's a real i have a very diverse well i, I play diverse characters so my audience is very diverse hmm so depending on the project and what somebody's a fan of. Because, you know, sometimes there are certain voice actors that, you know, when you look at them, you're like, oh, he voices that that guy or whatever. Especially with Keiji, because when I saw Keiji, and he looks like the characters he voices. I, I just, wow! For me, especially, you know, that's what I think. Because he yeah. has that kind of awesome hairstyle, like Sima Zhao. He doesn't look much like... Uh, uh, Jan Lee, but you know, I think if if you gave him the clothes, he can pull it off. Well, he is an actor, and he's a very good yeah. actor. So yeah, I think so too. Especially for those um, McDonald's adverts, really like that. Those voices, you know, I really do like respect voice actors, and and that's why I'm doing this. You know, it's it's not mainly for the voice. It, it's mainly for the people behind the voices, because that's not awesome. not many people appreciate the hard work and and you know all the effort that goes in to produce these amazing voices well yeah i have to say the the people that take the time like yourself um and that give us um such love i find that we're the luckiest because i i don't think i don't think other fan bases are as dedicated as our kind of fan base because if you're taking the time to honor and appreciate the voice actors on a project that means that you're into smaller details that you're paying attention I, I think that 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 says a lot to the people who pay attention I, I'm always in awe of that and I, I think that's an amazing gift that you're giving us because we didn't get into this industry for that because we didn't think it would happen you know this episode's been going on for how many hours now about <laughs> almost two hours Ooh. time flies you guys still here and listening because that's amazing in itself if you've made it this it far in the podcast you get a gold star you've made it all the way to the end wow that's a bit patronizing isn't it is it only, no, I didn't o- only only a gold star only well, yeah, let me know if you made it to the end. Send me a tweet. Tweet me at, at Aaron Fitzgerald and let me know that you made it to the end of this podcast because I seriously think that's amazing and I would like to personally thank you. Because oh. two hours, like, that's a commitment. I mean, two hours is watching a movie. Yeah, a lot of people have actually been asking for two hour long episodes because I used to do them 15 minutes long and then people were like, no, we want it longer than that. And then I was like, okay, cool. That is uh, so but then I've done it 30 minutes long and then people wanted more. 
And then I went one hour and then two hours. Then well, uh, I, I think interviews that I've done where somebody says, I heard your interview. Well, I, I listened to the first bit. I'm like, so you nobody made it to the end. So and that they were only at one hour interviews. So that's mm. always I'm always like, because people are busy and their day in life takes over. I totally understand that. I, I don't take offense if somebody ab- aborted the mission somewhere earlier on. I totally understand. But if you made it all the way to the end, that's a commitment of time that you put in to share with us. And I feel very grateful for that. At the end of the day, it's um, it's a pretty amazing that people are actually watching this podcast because when I made it, I didn't think anyone would pretty much view it. Wow. And, uh, you oh, know, because it, it, it's just started off as a hobby and something for me to do in my spare time. And, you know, it became this, you know. That is awesome. Congratulations to you. That's well, a big deal. Thanks. Um, when you, when any time anybody gets to do something that they love to do, I think that's that should be mm. celebrated. And thing is, I'm doing this for free, Boom. which is, which is, and the reason I'm doing this for free is, is mainly for the fans, mainly for people that are listening to this, because I just don't feel right by, I don't know, getting paid to do this. It, well, it, it feels weird. This is just my suggestion, and I'm sure some fans would feel the same way, because if you're putting all of your time into this, I don't think there's would be any. I think people would be happy to, you know, make donation towards your time that you'd put in to do this and you should have like a donation button for people to uh, say thank you, and, you know no. I, I i don't money. i don't think that's right no oh i disagree i, I think giving think people right. an opportunity not to support what you do nah, you know there's I, so many i get people. more satisfaction more satisfaction from when someone you know shares the episode of the podcast or when someone says hey bish this was a great episode or even when people give me negative feedback i i appreciate that more than than people donating their hard-earned money because at the end of the day i started this podcast with nothing and i think i can i can uh, kind of continue well, that's it amazing with, that if so. you're able to do that that's amazing that's a real gift that you have that you're able to do that well thank you anyway we i think we need to wrap this up because like okay. i said it's two hours and yeah people people don't want to listen for more than two hours because they might sleep Thank you um of course anyway um just before I end, I have to say a couple of things. If any of you guys want to pre-order Dynasty Warriors 8 within the UK, you can from game.co.uk and it's a free pre-order and if you pre-order it from game, you get a special phone pouch, which is awesome. It was Before it was exclusive in Japan and you really can't find these anywhere, so it's a free pre-order. Go for it. And, you know, if you're not into collectibles and you're more into DLC, then you can always pre-order from thatgameshop.com or .co.uk, I don't know. I'll put the link in the description and you can pre-order it for £35, which is quite awesome because some retailers are selling it for £40 and above. You know, I've seen I've seen a GameStop in America sell the game for, like, $60, which is crazy. Oh. Considering it's not really a popular game and they're selling it for the price of, of of something like Call of Duty, which is just weird, you know. But I can't say anything bad about these other companies because at the end of the day, they are companies and their goal is to make money, which is not a bad thing because, you know, if a company a that... Yeah. for their time to make exactly. these things. Exactly. Yeah. And also the money goes to the developer. So, you know, if there's... That's important. So many game companies that I've worked for have gone under, you know. It takes a lot of people to make a game. A ridiculous number of human beings need to be involved to make a video game. Anyway, this is pretty much the third time I tried to wrap this episode up, which is crazy, you know. (laughs) Alright, goodbye everyone. Yeah.
see you guys. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And tell me who you want to see on the podcast next. You know, it was an honor having you, Aaron. Thank you so much say. for having me. Um, it's my pleasure. Anytime you want to come back on the podcast, more than welcome. So, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the Get Life podcast. Yay! Yay! We did it! Hey guys, you've been listening to the Get Life podcast. Hope you guys have enjoyed the episode that you were listening oh, to. Oh, fish! What it's May Kanker! I really want to be your girlfriend. Will you please come and give me a kiss? Uh, no, 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 thank you. Oh, please, I know you want to. I have kids. Oh, um, so, sorry, I, I have something over there to, to do. You, you know, right over there. You know, yeah, right over there. Near oh. those bins. Just, okay. Just, bye. Bye. Wow, that was so awkward. Bloody hell. Damn stalkers. <laughs>